0: everyone, today I made an interview with Marina Enfietzi Harris. She's a semi-abstracted artist, uh, inspired mostly by water and marine environment. She's a world traveler. Marina has called many places home. The beaches of Dubai, the crowded markets of Ethiopia, Cyprus, and now she lives in London, UK. That all influences her color and her work. Uh, she creates her paintings with playful textures and a dis- distinct style. I think you're going to enjoy a lot our conversation. We talked about a lot how artists should continue to you know, work hard and be an artist no matter what level you are, even in the level that Marina is. It's always about connections. I love how also we talked about how do you insert yourself in the community. And how creating connections is so important to us. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today and get to know Marina's work. On the blog post of this episode will be all the links and also I'll put in the show notes for you. So I hope you enjoy and let's talk with Marina. Mm-hmm.
1: Welcome to the Artistically You podcast, where mixed media art is a place for all. Here, we are going to talk about art as a mindful practice, connect with our creativity, and embrace curiosity. This is your host, mixed media artist, Jana Oliveira.
0: Hi, Marina. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here today. And how are you? Hello,
1: Jana. I am fine. I'm very happy to be on the podcast with you today. Everything is fine here in London. It's the first day we've seen the sun today after a long time.
0: Uh, so, tell people um, where Olyushin, you are from. And I know you just said that you now live in London. So, you know, where you come from. How long are you in London? Yes, I'm a
1: Greek Cypriot. I come from Cyprus, sunny mm-hmm. Cyprus. And, um, well, I live between London and Cyprus, uh, but since the lockdown, I'm mostly in London and less in Cyprus. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'll try to to share my time there and here. So that's where I am. That's where I work. And I have my studio here in London. Do you have a studio
0: in Cyprus as well?
1: Well, I have a studio now I have in both places a home studio both Mm -hmm. in Cyprus and London and Mm -hmm. which is a blessing especially after the uh, Covid pandemic happening here.
0: Let people know a little bit what kind of art is about you what kind of art do you do today?
1: Okay well I create engaging artworks in a semi abstract style uh, most inspired by the sea and the marine environment. Mm. Um, this is what I do and I love doing because I have a very strong bond with the sea
0: mm-hmm.
1: as I lived by the sea in Famagusta Cyprus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the water gives me the energy, the inspiration, the thinking of the waves and being by, by, by water
0: yeah. inspires me. The water the in that region waves. is really amazing. Amazing. And what mm-hmm. mediums do you work with today? Do you like acrylics, oils? Yeah.
1: Well, my love is oils. Mm-hmm. The texture, you can create your layers. It doesn't dry as fast as acrylic, but I have to say for the, acrylics are so easier to use. Mm-hmm. Again, the drawback is that they dry fast or, Sometimes, or most of the times, I, I do both. So, you know, you start with acrylics and mm-hmm. continue with oils. Yeah. And then I have the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah, because the underpainting we can do with acrylics. But your main pieces are oil pieces, right? Yes,
1: mostly oils.
0: Yes. Yeah. So yes. how did you get it started? How, when did you start painting as, you know, as a profession? Hi, everyone. So I wanted to talk to you about our new class and it's called watercolor bouquet online class so in this class we are going to start learning all pieces of flowers doing in watercolors for beginners we're going to start with strokes and shapes and practicing the watercolor flowers so you can start building your own bouquets and learning that beginner level of doing your flowers and the great thing about this class is that when you join the class for the price of the class you always join our community so you can ask questions, you can post your work, but also we have extra activities in the community. We also have a, a part just for the podcast so we can discuss the podcast, ask questions and, you know, participate on the monthly theme for the community with extra materials for you and videos to help you grow your art. So I hope you check that out. It's towards.com for slash classes and I can't wait to see you there. Back to the podcast.
1: Yeah, well, I loved uh, art since I remember myself. I always wanted to study art, but from those days, I come from a generation where art wasn't, I mean, there were no jobs as there are today. Mm-hmm. So I did study hotel management, but I never gave up art. So I was doing on the side and going to classes on the side. And mm-hmm. then I did continue my studies at Central St. Martin's in London, mm-hmm. and we lived in Dubai for moving to, to London here. So I did take classes, and then I, I ended up teaching also there. So mm-hmm. I never stopped. My love, my passion for art never stopped since I was little. And then after we left, not after, even during Dubai, I took my role. I became a professional artist 24-7. This is my job. Mm -hmm. I'm an artist.
0: So at that time, did you already just started painting sea and and things about the ocean or did you have another style?
1: You're all all artists. You start, you have to try everything, all subjects from... uh, different, again, mediums and different styles for impressionists, mm-hmm. you try everything. Mm-hmm. But by trying everything, you know what you don't like. Exactly. So you try, especially like watercolors, it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. I've tried it, I've painted, I have paintings with watercolors, but it's not my thing. It, it doesn't satisfy me, it doesn't give me the pleasure that I, I have with oils, for instance. So mm-hmm. yeah, you try everything, And so you end up creating your own branding, your own style, what you love to Mm -hmm. And I'm at the semi abstract style or more abstract now than when I was, when I started where I started with portraits. Uh, Yeah, doing portraits and everything else to learn. And -hmm. then over the years I realized that painting the water, painting the sea, painting seascapes was giving me energy. And also for me, the water is not just a painting of water, the sea. It is the symbol of life. The boats, I had a series, the sea of life, which was boats. The boat is, is the symbol of life. A boat takes you and brings you Mm-hmm. take away your loved ones but bring your loved ones back uh, it's a profession i mean you know uh, being a sailor or being the,
0: uh, working on a boat so mm-hmm. it's a symbol of life it's interesting to see all these references about painting right when you look at a painting at the sea it's not just there right so you're talking about all the background that you see and the message that you have on Maybe some people can see, oh, this is just a painting of a sea with a boat. But as we can see, it goes beyond that, the message that, you know, we want to convey. I think this is something that I was talking in another podcast. And and this keeps coming back that it's all about the message that we want to portray in the painting. And it's way beyond what the person see in the painting.
1: Oh, definitely, an artist is not uh, just a painting, okay, you, you, you acquire or you have the skills of painting, but there's so much depth and myth. Mm-hmm. It comes, I'm, I'm talking about myself, it's, mm-hmm. it comes from your heart. And unless you have to give that heart on the painting to get the message across, I mean, and it's not just, okay, You somebody will see a painting in a gallery And it doesn't mean necessarily the artist will be there. But Mm -hmm. that painting should speak to the viewer.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It could be sea and the waves for me, but it could be something, you know, a reminder of your childhood because you saw that painting and that boat and the color of that reminds you of something else. So Mm -hmm. there is much more than just a painting, the surface, Mm -hmm. unless it's just preparation.
0: Do you work from imagination or... Or do you take pictures? Or maybe you go to the sea and paint over there? You know, what, what is your process?
1: In, in the old times, I used to have a swatch <laughs> and I used to take and cut out images from magazines, whatever I saw that inspired me.
0: Uh-huh. And then
1: when I wanted to paint, I never copied, but it's just the idea or, you know, a help, let's say, because mm-hmm. our imagination is not so so good sometimes and details of something you need to see um, and then uh, i used to open that box and i said why on earth did i cut this one out or what is this this is nonsense i used to throw them away mm-hmm. nowadays with technology and cameras and photography yes i do have again images that i keep on my computer mm-hmm. uh, as a reference i never copy I have those, as I said, as a reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, inspiration. One, nine,
0: three pictures. Yes, I yeah. mean, for inspiration, yes. Did you ever try plein air, like to go to this, you know, the beach or and oh, paint yes. over there? Because the good thing about oils is that it creates this facility for us to paint plein air because it doesn't dry. So you don't have to worry much about it. And, you know, you can just put some oils in a palette and you're good to go. And we don't need even water, so it's. I, I think it's a very nice medium to do plein air.
1: Definitely, no. I have a, a painted plein air, and I also I teach classes. Oh, plein yeah, air. we're
0: gonna. Yeah, we're gonna talk more about yeah. uh, teaching. Um. Mm-hmm. So, but I just wanna know a little bit backtracking, like when you started with oils, did you have a learning curve with them? Because I feel that people are a little intimidated about oils. They feel their oils are hard or it's it's a dangerous medium. Sometimes I think that's silly because acrylic paint is as dangerous or not more than oils. So did you have a learning curve with oils? Um, Yes. Uh, Also, my my first teacher
1: in Dubai was teaching us oils. Uh, Not my first. I mean, uh, as as I was progressing,
0: progressing, I did
1: oils. And... It is what you say. Yes, people are scared of oils. They think it's a more difficult medium. Yeah. Whereas it's the other way around. Because mm-hmm. you can paint over, you can take the paint off. Mm-hmm. Like everything, except, I mean, watercolors, which is the most difficult, because if you make a mistake, the whole painting is finished. Yeah, it's really it hard. It. Yeah.
0: But it so is. You had more um, lessons in Dubai about oils and, and that kind of thing. It seems that there Dubai... Is. Seems that Dubai is a very nice space for people to take all kinds of classes and grow there, right? Well, I,
1: I was there when, I mean, I saw the whole of the development happening, mm-hmm. and I was, the, I was part of the arts advisory team where we built the Dubai Art Center, Theater wow. and Art Center called DACTA. So, when wow. we, we raised the funds, we built it from scratch. So, wow. that was a satisfaction because I was also teaching there, but I was also uh, part of the marketing team, uh, the mm-hmm. strategic planning, and uh, Sheikh Mohammed, and we built it. Uh, we took off, and it was wow. really, really satisfactory.
0: Yes. Amazing. Nice. Amazing. Yeah, it's, it's really nice when you find a place that is so. Supportive of art like that, and there is a lot of people that you know. You find a community about art, and it seems that at least I hope it is the same today. But at least in that time, it seems that
1: because Dubai, because it is a transient place, and because there's all the nationalities of the world in there, you need that interaction. Mm -hmm. So you knew you go to a community. as I say, business center, or art center, anywhere you, you want to belong, and you meet so many people and, and you say, well, where do you come from? Or well, how long have you been here? And yes, there was a teamwork, which I do not find this happening in Cyprus. I mm. find that the artists in Cyprus they just keep to themselves as mm. if somebody can steal
0: their, their style or they mm. can it's a smaller place and I think that's the reason behind that. Is, that is interesting, isn't it? Because sometimes I think like the world is so big. <laughs> There's just enough people to buy all kinds of art. And I think the problem sometimes with artists is that they don't see that. If you are together, you can grow together because you can, you can reach more people. But if you are alone, it's hard to reach more people. Like, for example, if you are in a gallery with other artists, it's easier to attract more people in a gallery because you are, you know, all the artists attract more people to the gallery, right? Um, it is sad sometimes when we see this kind of things in the community, which it happens, you know.
1: It happens in all kinds of communities. And I said Cyprus is a small island and there's less people, there's less opportunities. so if somebody has a chance you want to keep it to yourself until it materializes yeah as you say yeah being in a group of artists of exhibiting and uh, and doing partnerships and collaborations of course it gives you more of exposure and more than anything you do not feel alone as i felt when i came to london Mm -hmm. when i was in dubai i was represented by an italian gallery i was doing Mm -hmm. very well i was was really, I mean, I didn't have time to, to finish a painting. It was salt. It was, I was doing very well. Then you leave the country. We moved to Ethiopia after London, wow. after Dubai, which was starting again all over. Then coming back to Cyprus and London, I was, what do I do now? Nobody knows me. I don't know where to go, which mm. door to knock on. And it's starting all over. And that is the hard thing, being yeah. on your own. And that's where you need your community, and that's where you need to meet other artists. And you know, you learn one from the other. So, what you did you
0: do? How was your process? Did you start to like trying to make friends? Did you contact galleries? What did you do?
1: You do, and again, because I lived in many places, you learn to act fast. You have no time to waste.
0: <laughs> yeah. So as soon
1: as you arrive you go on you google where should i go which is a community which is this which is the other Mm -hmm. and you knock on doors i mean you get again a slap in the face uh, in many cases but uh, you keep on and i mean after now what it's uh, five six years now that i'm in london i made friends and i i learned how the network works right so you think it's a huge place no london like Cyprus, like anywhere is like a village. In other words, it's mm-hmm. whom you know and not what you know, it's whom you know. Mm-hmm. And then you have to build this network slowly, slowly, mm-hmm. so with the hope that you will reach where you want to.
0: So when you were in Dubai, was when you start selling your, your art pieces or it was before that or was later?
1: No, it was then, and, and yes, it was in, Dubai. in Dubai, in Dubai, mm-hmm. yes.
0: So did you start right away with galleries or did you just start first selling to people?
1: Well, we started with the art centers that I belong to, the annual Mm -hmm. exhibitions, uh, part of the annual exhibitions. And then, you know, how difficult it is to get into a gallery. So that's where an artist needs to be very patient. And you're like a hawk flirting with that gallery. You (laughs) get to know them slowly, slowly. They have to believe in you. It's the trust that you built mm-hmm. with the gallery. And after four years trying, I got, uh, I was uh, given the chance to have a painting there as a trial. And it sold, it got sold in the first week. And that got to me. Got me into yeah, once gallery. you get the first yeah. one, then it's yeah. easier.
0: Uh, yeah, your pieces, easier. do you work in stretch canvases? What size usually do you like to work with?
1: Again, it depends on what country you are. In Dubai, less than one and a half to two meters, they didn't even want to look at the, the paintings because the houses were big. Uh, coming to London, the houses are smaller, the walls are less and ah, less. And there's all sorts, okay? Of and uh, mostly in exhibition, group exhibitions, you have to start with smaller hmm. paintings.
0: Yeah, well, it makes yeah. me think that you do have to learn if you want to sell, of course, if you don't want, you don't have to worry about it. But if you want to sell art, so you have to learn about your environment is a, is a really interesting piece that if you're in an environment that people have smaller houses and you just create huge pieces of art, then you're going to get stuck with that art and you're going to ask yourself why I'm not selling. So you do have to be, you know, learn the environment of the people that are buying your art
1: definitely and you have to know who your target market is i mean uh, i'm not saying that in london there's big huge houses and a lot of rich people and mansions and everything it's uh, where are you heading you have to target your audience your Mm -hmm. your your market if i have all my clients that's or mansions, then there is no problem. But mm-hmm. You don't know that, or you might get
0: yeah. yeah, i I never been to London, but I heard that London, it's, it's a very expensive, it's just like New York, very expensive uh, place to live. And even I heard that even people that have money, and even artists that live there, they don't have huge mansions because they don't have real estate for that kind of size there because it's so competitive there. Um, well, if
1: you're in West London, in the center of London, obviously it is mm-hmm. more expensive mm-hmm. and you get less walls. Let's put yeah. it this way. While you are from London, mm-hmm. in suburbs, but even, you know, outside the real, real center, yes, there are
0: beautiful homes and mm-hmm. big houses. And more you yes. go out to the center then yeah. you start to see the houses yeah, more bigger. More space, yeah. So when was your... I know you do both right now, but when, okay, you started in Dubai, then you start selling, participating in these galleries and things like that. And then did you did you decide to start teaching? Uh,
1: yeah, I decided to. I was by my teacher pushed to start teaching in mm. the same center. And again, it went very well. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a matter of, I didn't think about it so much. I was, I was, Brown, let's say well do try and try and I did try and <laughs> I took off again and I had I had a lot of students there which was when I was to leave it was very sad because again you give your heart and that's how yeah. I am I mean I give my my heart to what I do I love what I do and I want to pass it on to people who care about art and yeah and I started teaching and I continued to teaching in Cyprus and in Ethiopia too and again in Ethiopia. I had a gallery representing me there, buying my pieces, which was a different style. And also, uh, I curated. I'm the curator of the Art of um, Ethiopia, which takes place every year at the Sheraton Hotel there. Wow! And it's only um, Ethiopian art is taking part. But it was a big event mm-hmm. at the wow. Sheraton. And Amazing! It's still on, except for this year.
0: Yeah, I actually have a piece of art um, from Africa, and uh, I bought on a charity um, uh, auction to help some villages there, and it's just so amazing to me. It remembers me a lot, some of art in Brazil, very vibrant, and I bought a piece that has very local significance on, I, I believe the artist wanted to portrait the women there. It's one of my favorite pieces I have in the entrance of my house here. It's a huge, um, what what was interesting to me, he didn't paint in canvas. It was a loose, uh, it it was a kind of a different fabric that he painted. And that to me was really interesting. It was not stretched of course, because that's the way they ship. It was easier to just put on a roller and ship it to me. But it's one of my, my favorite pieces that I have. Um, I have this one and I think it goes together because I have the Brazilian pizza of an artist that I bought when I went last time in Brazil and I have they both close because I think they go so well together.
1: I um. remember when I landed well, we moved to Ethiopia, you couldn't buy supplies. The same. I couldn't get a canvas, stretch canvas. You right. go to the market and buy this material, which is mm. the thick material.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I've learned, I understand how the old masters yeah. I mean, the difficulties to yeah. find a few paints. I mean, okay, I uh, of course, I was bringing them from Dubai eventually, uh, but to stretch and to prime a canvas. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to buy the glue yeah. and the water on the uh, rabbit skin and glue on everything. Mm-hmm. And you were you doing it yourself. Yeah. 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 Very it's, difficult. So it's
0: sometimes do- we don't realize how privileged we are in, in uh, you know, here in United States and uh, of course in London also to have all this kind of materials that we have and all these kinds of like we have here in the United States, we have Dick Blick, which is ginormous, kind of store but also you can go online you can pretty much find everything over there it's just it's just amazing which is fun but also it's amazing when i received this piece to see that you're right he didn't use a lot of different paintings actually his palette was really simplistic but somehow he gave so much movement to the piece but if you think about it he didn't use a lot of paint and maybe he didn't have a lot of paint so probably
1: he would buy the powder and use yep.
0: it. I'm happy that I bought it and could help, but to me it was really interesting to see all these details that you you don't need to have 50 palettes of paint to create good art. When you are teaching, do you teach something from start to finish? Like they they go out of your class with a piece of a sea made or is just techniques that you are teaching or you teach both?
1: Well, both in the sense, it depends. If I have my ongoing students,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yes, so they, they try, again, it's, it depends on the level they are, they try different and mediums and subjects, but then we learn the composition, we learn the light, we learn the balance, we learn the harmony, mm-hmm. and as you correctly said, I do not encourage my students to buy three kinds of reds and five of Mm -hmm. things. No, you take and I start them off with the three basic colors, the blue, Mm -hmm. the red and the yellow. Mm -hmm. And they have to make the first painting. They create the colors themselves. And it is amazing how most of the people don't know, I mean, how to make black, how to make brown, you know, although if you went to school and if you're interested, you may have learned them, but you
0: don't think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the color value and all that kind of things. And the we, value to yeah. make it
1: right. Too. Yeah, the less colors, the better the value. Actually mm-hmm.
0: Do you think you need to know how to draw to to do these ocean pieces that you do, or no? You you don't need really that knowledge.
1: If you're as a started, are you talking about uh, students or myself? The students. The students. Oh, the students definitely, and mm-hmm. I get them to draw thumbnails so we start with composition because composition is 50 percent of the yes yes, yes absolutely
0: yes. absolutely
1: because yeah you have to teach that so again not everybody can understand that unless you're being taught
0: mm-hmm. and what
1: pleases the eye or which uh, the, the focal yeah. point and all the rest and unless yeah. you draw your subject you know just a little bit yeah to get I the composition I, right
0: Right. I believe that sometimes people beat themselves that they're going to create something they are not, they think they are not that great. But if you think about it, maybe it's not that. It's just because you need some kind of knowledge, sometimes in value, color values, and rule of thirds or a composition. It's a long process. Don't you believe that even you on your stage, you have to keep learning and keep trying things? And right? It's an evolving process. Right. If you Every knew day. everything, it would be boring,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, definitely. And even the old masters had a teacher, a mentor.
0: Right. Everybody. That's is. true. That's and true. And as
1: Picasso said, you know, God gives us a gift, the talent, but we have to work at it. Exactly. It doesn't, nothing comes easy. No. And yeah. you evolve also as an artist. You want to evolve. You want to try other things, and and it comes naturally, and it's the human nature
0: also. Mm-hmm. So Marina, to end our conversation, what kind of suggestion you would give, you know, for people that are trying to start the art process, but more like for you that are accomplished artists in galleries, like what kind of advice you would give to them if they think it's hard, you know, it's, you know, gallery is very hard. So what is your suggestion? You think for for them to keep going, and what kind of things they could do?
1: Okay, today because of the internet, no matter what you are, whether you're a musician, a doctor, uh, an artist, it's the competition is very hard. Okay, a doctor it's different, but we're all doctors, we're all artists, we're all musicians, we're all dietitians because there's so much out here. So. Anybody can claim to be an artist, a musician or anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you really, really, really love what you're doing, Mm -hmm. there is future. You can live out of your art. But you have to be patient and you have to be consistent and keep on going. Yes. Consistent. And as I say, we get the slap in the face because there's Mm -hmm. a lot of gatekeepers out there. Mm -hmm. Not so much now because you don't need the gallery yourself you can Mm -hmm. do it yourself with social media but you have to be patient it doesn't happen overnight patience and consistent and believe in yourself
0: yes yes definitely definitely i think if you believe in yourself then if you don't like if you don't believe in yourself who's going to believe you how are you going to sell your art if you don't believe that your art is good you have been the the first one
1: yeah, and we cannot please everybody nobody no matter whether your best artist in the world your artwork is the best you can't please everybody not everybody will like yeah but some a certain yeah percentage will yes yeah definitely uh, yeah and so yes, you have to love
0: yourself. i will i will post in the notes of course your instagram but do you have a website as well I have a website, which is Mm-hmm.
1: I'll My put that Instagram,
0: as well in the
1: notes. Yes, and marina.ampiezzi, yes, in Instagram. Facebook. So do
0: you have a gallery that is representing you right now?
1: Um, I have a gallery in Cyprus representing me. I have a, an art a publisher in, uh, in uh, UK.
0: Are you gonna go, go back to give fun.
1: classes? I do. I have my own online classes
0: at the moment. Oh, ah, okay. Uh, yes. Awesome. And
1: yes, and we will go I hope to physical ones in uh, mm. September. I also do art experiences on Airbnb experiences. Oh. And, uh, and uh, there's another company called Art Experiences and I'm part of that too. So I, I do physical classes and I do online
0: classes. Okay, All so- levels I'll post all the links um, in the show notes so you guys can check it out. And also Marina and I, and Mazarin, there was a guest also, we do every two weeks on our Instagrams art uh, oh. to live talk that we talk about all kinds of topics about art. Each one of us has a way of describing what the topic is about. So we have that discussion between us. So it's very interesting. Not just live, if you cannot go live, but all of us have on the Instagram because what we do, we rotate between us, so each account. So if you visit all of our accounts and go to IGTV, then you can see our previous uh, art talks, which has been really fun to discuss these things. And we had all kinds of topics that we talked so far. It is more topics to talk
1: about in the future, more interesting, yes. more yes. engaging. There is,
0: there is so much to talk about, right? We are yes. never tired to talk about art. I think that's more we you know, more we do art, more we like to talk about art. So um, it's really amazing. Mm-hmm. So Marina, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I can't wait for people to go check out your work because you do beautiful work in oils and in the sea. Because I think, you know, it's to pass that emotion with the sea is something very unique. I love your pieces because they are very vibrant and they're very beautiful so I hope everyone go and check it out in your classes as well and of course we're going to see each other on the art talk yes we are and thank you so much
1: for inviting me to this podcast all the best
0: yes thank you so much everyone thanks for
1: listening check episode notes at the number two worldart.com slash blog Connect with Jana on Instagram at Jana underscore two worlds. And make sure to receive our artful insights by signing up at bit.ly slash join two worlds art.